0: I almost dated a, a farmer. He was very sweet. I was just too loud for him. He was very gentle. He was very quiet. And I'm just this loud fucker. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to The Thought Dish. I'm Elizabeth. I'm Kayla. And what's on your plate today? Are you a little hungover from yesterday? <laughs> yeah. Um. My
1: husband's got it worse, though, so it sucks to be him. He's 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 hurting. He said he couldn't move his head or bad things would happen. So I just left him there on the couch to s- soak in his misery.
0: Leave a bucket right next to him just in case he moves his head. Uh,
1: yeah. <laughs> Let this me is- know if you're dying. Other than that, I got a podcast to do. I have other things. <laughs> I have things to accomplish. I got to eat some potato tot hot dish. I mean, I had fun with a bunch of friends last night, so that was good. Is good times, but I drank um, liquor and then seltzers and then liquor and then seltzers. So just like, you know, the ups and downs wasn't great for the for the alcohol
0: content. I will say, um, have you heard that Sunny D is coming out with a seltzer? No. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> Your face <just> says
1: otherwise. <laughs> Um, I don't really love Sunny D, so if it doesn't taste like that, I'm
0: okay. So the whole point of <laughs> Sunny D seltzer is actually like <laughs> you're like if it could just not actually the,
1: my my brain did the thing where it was like, well, breakfast, right? So I could bring over a couple of those when I'm like this <laughs> and have it with my little protein pancake cups like you made me.
0: That'd be so cute. I feel like such your mom right now. I'm like, I keep making you breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Yeah.
1: Like, just come on over. <laughs>
0: I just make a lot of food
1: <laughs> and I eat it. It's great. <laughs> I made some dip, <laughs> which consists of cream cheese. It's not really cream cheese. What is the what is the stuff that's better for you? Nifliflu
0: cheese? You you said this earlier and you already <laughs> forgot twice. I don't know what it's called. Oh, here it is. Maybe sure. We don't swear on this <laughs> podcast. Put that shit back.
1: <laughs> what is that? That's what it is. That 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 cheese, mm-hmm. but it is it's less calories than um actual cream cheese apparently. Anyway, I did one of that. Put some powdered sugar in there. <laughs>
0: so you the the <laughs>
1: <laughs> did a uh, vanilla the the things that you additives extracts extracts. That's what it is. Vanilla extract. A little bit more of that, and then like a of orange extract. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah. So it's like that. Just that little bitty of orange. Something and then, for all of you out there that don't know, we are the hub for Dots Pretzels. And Dots Pretzels tried a new flavor that was not savory, like all the other ones. It's brown sugar. I had Liz try it at the salon, and she liked it. And then she couldn't find it, so she had to go to Dilworth to locate. so fucking out of state. <laughs> I had a fucking which, mind you, out of state is two minutes away.
0: Shut what? up! No, I want everybody to feel like I had <laughs> to drive. I had a I had to walk uphill both ways in the snow. Okay, so long story short, I made
1: some pretzel dip.
0: Long way around. We have food. We are
1: fed. We are dipping those pretzels, those cinnamon sugar pretzels, in sluffle I guess snuffle up
0: Uh dip i hate this for us actually thanks thanks for asking anyway so at least you had fun yesterday
1: i did um there was like you know a blizzard all day yesterday which i mean what else is new
0: it's not even the fun kind
1: um but it had a lull for this like exact time that this birthday party was going on but i understand a lot of people didn't venture out it was a small group it was a good group we had fun We drink too much alcohols and, or I'll speak for myself. I drink too much alcohols. No, speak for your husband. There were snacks.
0: Speak for your husband. He drank too much alcohols. I think you, I think you survived. I think, I think you made it through.
1: He does this thing where we go over to people's houses and everybody's pets are our pets. So he names, he just calls them by our pets names. And it's an interesting thing.
0: It's usually, you know, a few beers deep, but. So if I invite him over here, because my cat looks very similar to yours, Jack would become Dante. Yep. Jack would be like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" That would it. That's what it would be too. Um, I love I love your husband, but um, he needs some help. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we know this. We gotta put some name tags on animals and be like, "No, babe, babe, <laughs> babe, babe." He hates babe too. <laughs> I know. Better. Which is babe. Uh, so many guys hate hey, babe. babe. So many guys, and it's my favorite thing to do. When it's kind of like the Have you ever heard of um? Baby Runs for President. Mm-mm.
1: Can you give me an example?
0: Oh, no, because <laughs> you're putting me on the spot, and that's, that's a whole of the can of worms. All I remember is her doing the salute for Baby Runs for President <laughs> every time. And I'm like, I love this for you. I'm going to look it up. Baby Runs for President. I love her. They People online are, are better than me. I don't know why you're making a podcast with me, specifically. Um, I'm just, I am like 40 memes in a trench coat. Um, They're not my memes. <laughs> They're everybody else's memes. I just collect them. I'm a dragon of memes. (laughs) I'm a dragon of
1: memes. (laughs) I mean, I feel like that's what it is. We just gravitate towards things we like. And then it's just like, I'm a composition of all things that I've read and learned and love.
0: Well, isn't that what we are anyway? Yeah. God, I hate it. (laughs) Especially since like your formative years are so much of you trying to be other people. Our friendships now are very different than our friendships when we were teens because we were stuck with those people. Yep. And especially in
1: a small ass town like mine.
0: Yeah. Mine was a little bit bigger. So I had a bit more. Let's pretend I had a bit more choice. <laughs> but you would kind of like mold yourself yep. to stay with them because falling, having a falling out with them and still having to see them the next day, it'd be like breaking up with your significant other and then still having to be on the lease with them. It's like, it sucks. Yeah. Especially
1: <laughs> like, like, well, we had a class of 39 people, so you just didn't get into fights. Like you just got over it and pushed your feelings aside because if you rock the boat too much, then
0: yeah, way to be outcasted. I remember in elementary school, like I would get mad at my friend and the next day would be like, I have no idea why we were mad at each other. And I don't know if it's, I like, just flat out forgot or if, I forced myself to forget because yeah, there know. was no choice. Because you had a classroom of 20 kids that you had recess with, and that was it. And yep. you were like, well, this is your group, dude. Yep. Like, you had no option. Figure but it out. Be nice. Be nice. Don't and you, have boundaries. But then, like, <laughs> God, boundaries don't even get me started. Maybe an asshole. Even though I was very aggressive as a child, I almost got in a fight so many times as a little kid. Which I've noticed it more now that I'm properly medicating myself for my issues, my anger's coming back out again, and I was like, "Oh, this is a very strange time for me." Because like preschool, okay, this is my big thing from preschool. I had a friend, and she's—I'm still in contact with her now. Like we—we we became friends later on in life. Like found each other in like high school. We're like, yeah. "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa! We know each other." Um. But she was We were in the building block section It was all these like Freaking paper block things That we were using And mm-hmm. she was building hers And I was building mine this kid came over And he like Knocked all hers down And she started crying Japs. And I was just like Excuse me <laughs> And I'm like Apparently even then I was more of like The verbal fighter Like you Are going to help her Pick up these blocks And you're going to apologize So help me God Like in preschool I was four <laughs> listen here and and they had to separate us of course but like luckily it was like snack time next but I learned out later I never really got in trouble because that kid always caused trouble and so they just kind of like separated us and they were just like Kind of, because they were like trainee teachers. So they were kind of like, thank God somebody else.
1: <laughs> right? Good job, kid. We don't but have I to never, do like, all I the work around I wasn't here. going
0: to fight him, fight him. I was just more like, I swear. Yeah. Like, that is, no, you were disrespectful.
1: <laughs> Get your crap together. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember, like, it's weird. And I know, like, I've been through, like, obviously, like, therapy and all this stuff about, like, friendships and things like that. But I don't really remember a whole lot of, like, detailed things from that young. I only remember when I'm mad. Like some flashbacks I remember a little bit in like um, kindergarten. I think just because it was like the first time I was like going to school school. Mm -hmm. We didn't have like preschool. I had my couple people that I hung out with like throughout um, middle school, high school. And I'm still in contact with those two Mm -hmm. regularly. But everyone else, it was kind of like, we're moving on
0: now. You still will have ones that like, I have ones that I'm surprised that are still close friends, but not in the way that I thought they would be close friends. Cause they're ones where like we don't talk every day. Yeah. But same like, same with these two. But like if I picked up a conversation with them, I picked up the conversation with them and yep. we would talk as if we never stopped. Yep. Same. Um and then I have ones that I thought we would talk forever and we have not talked since. Same. <laughs> and people that other people thought we would be And now we have not talked and it's
1: devastating. It's really hard. Well, and it's like the whole grief thing, too, of like, I never pictured my life without you in it or like talking to you about all my things. But now that's a thing. But then also, I feel like sometimes those breakups happen and then you're like, now there's room for better people. And not like better people, like like they were worse, but like better people for you now with the mindset you're in and what you're doing in life and blah, blah, blah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's kind of like, especially if you're trying to grow, you were trying to grow together. Yeah. Um, you weren't allowing space for you to learn who you are. Yeah. And yeah, I learned a lot of like, I stopped being the first one to start every conversation and they literally stopped talking to me and that fucking hurt. Like it was one of those things that, Oh, like if I didn't prompt, reach out, if I didn't mm-hmm. prompt the conversation ended. And of course there's that anxiety being like, no, like you, of course you should reach out. Like that's how friendship should work. Blah, blah, blah. And then realizing that I was always the one mm-hmm. prompting unless i was easily accessible in a different way and then as soon as i became less accessible like i moved away um i was no longer included and it sounds super super selfish to say like no longer included but when it's your like supposed to be your close friends like you're right. you know the close close friend the one that you literally talk about the disgusting things about which now unfortunately you've become the friend that I talk about the disgusting things about. I'm like, hey, I have a TMI thing. At some point I'm not gonna stop prompting with the TMI thing. But those were those friends. And then it just kind of went gone. And yeah. you're like,
1: oh, okay. But then it's like those really, really hard rock bottom moments where you're like, okay, well, this isn't working anymore. Now what?
0: Yeah. <laughs> like, you know? <laughs> like Well, and then you feel like, especially <clears throat> part of the reason like I moved out here was for my relationship. Did I make sure I was independent enough that if you broke with me tomorrow that I could, you know, live on my own, do whatever? Yes. But that did color kind of my like, oh, well. Now am I super dependent on him? Did I do anything wrong? Did I like now am I that girl who only like you become this thing of like. Have I developed this, that persona that you especially when you were in like high school, like, oh, the girl got a partner. Now she's no longer hanging out with her friends. Did I become that girl? And it's that anxiety of like Mm -hmm. people pleasing anxiety.
1: I can kind of relate. So, um, childhood friends and things like that, like it was almost like it came to a point of we're both growing in different directions um, or living life differently. I'm not even gonna say growing in different directions, but just doing things differently and habits change and Mm -hmm. routines change and life changes. And then it's like you try, kind of like you reach out and you try to like, okay. you know, a lot of my friends at this point, I'm 33 have kids. So it's like, okay, I get it. You know, you have kids come up here. We have a guest room, get a babysitter, whatever. I'll make it like very easy for you. Don't have to worry about hotel, whatever. Try to figure out those things like, you know, three, four, five, six times. And everything always falls through for some way, shape or form. And it's like, how many times am I going to do this? Right. Like try to organize a weekend. And then it's like, You know what? I'm just going to kind of leave it alone. And it's not like I had to have like a verbal conversation of like, hey, our relationship's going to look different from this point forward, just so you know. Right. It was just like a realization of, okay, like, you know, if it works out, it works out. If it doesn't, it doesn't. I'm not going to put forth a ton of emotional, mental energy into this anymore. Mm -hmm. It's just going to shake out how it's going to shake out. And like then I when I get together with these friends, it's very random and it's very like It's fun. It's not like I'm craving it or anything, but it's like, it's fun in the moment. It's like, right. This
0: is fun. Yeah. We're having a few beers, catch up a little bit, and then it's over. Till the next time. My boyfriend even brought that up. Kayla, and you were so close friends. I'm like, do you know how much I bothered her? (laughs) Shut up. Because it's like, the only reason we were able to make any sort of friendship is because I literally saw you at least once a month. That's true. It's because... Nails. I... (laughs) I hired you. I pay you. And that's how we became friends. And
1: I hate that too of like, you know, it, it's a weird position to be in as a business owner too, because I have these connections. I can feel it with certain people. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, I want to step out of this and get to know them outside of work. But then I don't want to be that person either of like, yeah, hey, I really like you. Can we like do this? And while I'm not doing
0: your nails? Can, you like, can we like make little business cards <laughs> being like, I would like to be your friend. If you would like to be my friend, here's an email address. Right. email me back.
1: Well, because I I mean, even like, well, earlier on in the business, it was a lot more like that of like, OK, I'm trying to build this business. But like, where's the line of friends versus clients kind of thing? Right. And it's gotten a lot blurrier now, but I think it's just because it is what I don't try to make it anything like here's a box, here's a box. It's just like if it flows, it flows. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Right.
0: Well, because then you're also worried about friend break- breakups, too, because that can screw your business over. Yep. And especially when you're just starting, you're like, well, I can't have that. Uh huh. Like, we can't have any breakups. Like, no, 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 no. Hey, don't rock the boat. You're like, I need your money. I'm sorry. <laughs> I gotta pay my bills. <laughs> we need to stay in the black. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like panic attack, not no go here. Um, but yeah, that, that becomes a thing. But he's just like, no, You're. I was like, I, I had to see her so often. And that's, that's why high school ones work so well. Is because you had constant contact. Every single day doing the same thing over and over And That's together. why so many people have their coworkers their friend. Um, is because they see them every day. I don't see any of my coworkers. Literally,
1: so. we're at work more often than we're at home. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't see any of my coworkers. They half of them work remote and the other one works in his own office. So I, I mean, I, but you still gotta communicate with them
1: like all the time, right? No, no, nah, not really. That's, that's, <laughs> that's pretty nice, that job. Though. Right? <laughs>
0: No, <laughs> I actually I communicate with my own boss, but like I I love my coworkers. I definitely feel safer there than I've set, felt in any um job I've ever been. If I could convince everybody in the universe and could to work at my job, I would because <laughs> that's awesome. Because it's a very great place. Like I've had two surgeries and I didn't feel one of those things where they're like, "Well, she's a liability" or anything like that. Like my first my back surgery, I got flowers and from my my boss so and being cool. like, "You know, recover." And they gave me like a $50 like food like DoorDash thing, I cried. I was like, <laughs> I was like sobbing. That's so nice. um But then you feel valued. I, I did, and yeah. it was one of those things where I it it's I don't feel afraid to go and be like, dude, I am overwhelmed. I don't know where I'm at. What are we doing? Like, I can go up to them and say what I need to say, and I don't need friends at my job. I need kind of this comfortable go between. Mm-hmm. I need friendly. Yeah. I need understanding. Um it's but like some a s- people, safe place a safe space Yeah, some people do need that because that's the only place they can get it from um i wish there was more places where you can get that from i read there was like the people who created soul cycle have created like a friendship thing where you it's basically the same thing as soul cycle but without soul cycle you pay like hundreds of dollars to sit in a room and talk to people which is a terrible idea because they keep kind of making it feel like it's a therapy session, but they should just have it where like you just do activities with
1: people. Yeah, just hang out. Why yeah. are you paying for it? Right. Yeah. It's creepy. I don't understand.
0: Soul like, Cycle. It's is... like
1: it's like going into the culty thing then. Yeah. Interesting. Yep.
0: There's a whole thing about Soul Cycle being a little culty. So like. I'm like okay also we need to
1: bring Sam in if we ever start talking about cults because that guy is obsessed with what cults are how they get started how he could become a cult leader at one point in his life like he's and it's it's all for fun
0: out I would believe it but I also <laughs> I also feel like since he can't keep the names of animals straight I don't think he could keep the cult running
1: I mean, he's he watches like every documentary on them. I feel like he could make something happen.
0: I feel like he'd be a good <laughs> he'd be a good behind the scenes man if he had you as the front woman. There we go. All right. So because you have the charisma. You and my
1: What's the one that he was watching? Well, there's a lot of them, but there's like one. There's this lady named Teal. And he says, like, you'd fall for that one. If there was ever one, you'd fall for this one. And I'm like, all right. True love. OK, thanks, babe. <laughs> thanks, babe. <laughs> Thanks, babe. You're you're, you're easily manipulated. Mm -hmm. Thanks, babe. Awesome. Thank you. But it's very like personal development driven. I think that's why he thinks that it's very spiritual. So he's like, yeah, you'd you'd totally
0: drink this Kool-Aid and you'd be off (laughs) off into the abyss of this cult. That reminds me because I love our friendship because you really love these personal development people and you bring up names. And every time I'm like, I hate them. Like every time and i go off on like this rant about how much i hate them and you're like i thought they were nice and i'm like that's cool. <laughs> like that's good for you. good for you. <laughs> yeah. so i feel like between him and me you'll never fall for these cults See, because exactly. i'd be like i'd be like Kayla get your ass back over here.
1: <laughs> i think that like friendships now too are it's harder as an adult because we've been through the ringer so many times with like things that have happened. and then um we're in a smaller community so like I mean, if you feel like you have a falling out with one person, it almost feels like, what do I do? I'm kind of feeling cornered. Like, how do I express myself? How do I talk about this? How do I not talk about this? It's just like a lot of in your head stuff. Um, like coming from even like a smaller salon and like being friends with some of my team members then and now and all the things that have happened within business. It's it gets hard. It gets messy.
0: It's so small town, even mm-hmm. even though this is the biggest town in North Dakota. Yeah, we're, but we're still a very small. It's town. still itty bitty. It's and even though it's small.
1: growing really, really um, like at a big rate or whatever, but it's I feel like every year that goes by, this town gets smaller.
0: I think it's also community. <laughs> Socially smaller. I think it's the communities, too. Like yeah. the like the LGBTQIA community is becoming more interconnected. Yes. But that also means it's more interconnected. Yeah. So there's that like, well, now we know who's who and who's who, which means if one has a falling out, then we're all like, well, (laughs) right?
1: Yeah, it's really hard, especially when you have two friends that are going through something together within that relationship that kind of use you as a sounding board. (laughs) Like I can be here to listen to both parties, but I have been the one person where I'm like, I'm going to fix this. Um, Don't do it. Yeah, don't do it because it's at the end of the day, it's it's not your relationship. That's your it's their relationship. They need to figure out how to communicate. And yes, you might be able to help on the sidelines, but like inserting yourself into what's happening between two said friends or what have you is going on is just going to create a mess for you when you didn't need to be involved. And I've known this because I have learned firsthand.
0: Oh, God, I do that with my (laughs) sister. Like, I love, love, love that my sister's boyfriend is willing to talk to me. But also then I want to, like, fix the relationship immediately. Because I'm a fixer. That's mm-hmm. just how I am. I try oh, yeah. to fix my sister immediately. I don't want her to solve her problems. I want to fix them. And that's trauma. Mm-hmm. That is elder sister trauma who got became a parent elder to my sister. Elder sister trauma. I don't need a theme song. <laughs> I did it for me, too. You need a theme song? sister trauma. Yeah. <laughs> I don't need that echoing theme song in the back of my head as I'm like doing the thing I shouldn't be doing. And now now you're, you're going to think of it. <laughs> every time every time I'm like, "Yo, Lexi, can you like maybe um do this? Let people
1: help themselves." That's another hard thing too. It's like I want to help everybody, but it's really hard for me to ask for help.
0: Yeah. I I have found especially in the past couple months the the fix it problem rearing its ugly head in a way where I can hear it in the back of my head being like this is a fix-it problem isn't it and it's one of those things of is it your circus is it your monkeys Um, and realizing that like my sister isn't is maybe my circus but not my monkeys yeah. uh-huh. so it's like can this be solved by her you know ring and not my ring like I'm in my ring of the circus she's in her ring of the circus Yes, we're in the same tent, but is the tent on fire? Right. No, it's just happening in her ring. And until it spills over into my ring, maybe she should be handling her. Yeah. Um,
1: Or and also like if she's asking you to come over to her ring. Yes.
0: Yeah. (laughs) And both we both have that issue of we will never ask. And we have a brick wall in between. And um, we're making eyes at each other being like, fucking help. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, we also have sunglasses on. So we cannot see uh-huh. or um, uh-huh. even asking if they need help but then not believing the answer is also a problem yeah and i do it with friends too be like are you okay yeah i'm great but are you okay <laughs> yeah no i said i'm fine mm, but are you okay yep. <laughs> yeah I'm i just think- tired dude like calm down yeah
1: <laughs> i think that that comes with um like time and learning that what people say and what people do are very different things.
0: It's, it's getting over trauma and I know it is because being hypervigilant and always having to be taking on the emotional burden of other people and having to always be aware. I was talking to my sister about it, being aware and hyper, hyper aware and being required to handle other people's emotions and because you em- had to to survive, and those emotions are your responsibility, no matter what. Um, it's not true. Like it, it's flat out not true. Other people's emotions are theirs, mm-hmm. and no matter, yep. even if you piss them off, even if it's yours, if you can say I am sorry and mean it, that is as much as you can do. They yep. can still be pissed off. You can't give anything else. Yeah. Yep. That is still their emotion. You now have to separate. Um, the, you can't do anything else. That's this flat out, and it's the same thing with you know losing a friend, yeah, they like I felt terrible, and it felt like shit, not having them talk to me anymore, um thinking I was gonna be part of their weddings and then never even getting an invitation, yeah, it hurt, okay, and yeah, if we talked, am I going to be pissed off about it? Sure, but it's not my emotions are not the responsibility if they are done with the relationship, they're done with the relationship, mm-hmm. I have to. I can say my piece, sure, and they can say their piece. But in the end, it's.
1: Yep. I think it's the worth it. And it's not just one party, but it's like, what is worth it to you? Mm -hmm. And as much as that sucks, sometimes people just feel like the relationship you had wasn't worth it to them. And then they leave and do whatever they're going to do. And then we just are left to grieve and find the people that are better for us. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> All right, right? You're like,
0: <laughs>
1: and then and like and like also the history i mean i used to think like okay so i've known this person since i was in diapers or i've known this person for you know since i was 18 or what have you and then it's like yeah but why are you forcing the friendship that was fun and good for you then now when it's so disconnected oh because there's been that much time you've
0: known them yeah loyalty is not required (laughs) that long like there's loyalty in the like don't be disrespectful and like talking shit about them that's not true right but you don't have to like coddle them for the rest of your life it's not you're not required you're Mm -hmm. not married to them you know you're not No. you didn't sign a binding contract like even (laughs) your job you quit your job yeah. You know, you sign that contract and then you leave. Like while you're there, yeah, sure. Yep. But when you're gone, you're gone. Um and, and not like, to make tra- make not make your, your friendships transactionary, but like you can cut those off. Like it doesn't have to be, yeah. you know, the friendship you had at eight is now like your binding contract for life. Right. Unless you like cut your hands open and did a blood oath and that's a whole other can of worms. <laughs> Imagine you at eight years old and cult. like a- <laughs> <laughs> You're in a cult at eight years old, you're like blood oath.
1: It sounds so dramatic, like in the moment. But then when you like, you know, hindsight is 20, So like you see it from like afterwards of, yeah, there might have been people that started the business together or you started this relationship together, whatever. And then the business evolved. The leadership evolved. The employees evolved. Things changed. And then it's like, yeah, what you the trajectory of what you thought was happening at that point is different now yeah. And it's like you have to be able to let those things go without getting super upset about it. But of course, like high emotions, low intelligence at times. So then it's just like throwing a bunch of emotions everywhere. And then sometimes those relationships don't end the greatest.
0: No. <laughs> I mean, some of them are gonna be bitter as all fuck. Mm-hmm. Like you're not gonna get around that. You're yeah. i have like the worst time possible. Um but it's just like you said like grieving process at yeah. a point you just, I think it might've been you or someone similar sharing, like, it's not that grief gets smaller. It's just like the container gets bigger. Mm-hmm. But I think also it's not even just that it's the container gets filled with other things. So that way it, the grief can't bounce around against those walls as much. Um, yeah. So it's not like you're distracting. It's more that there is other things now preoccupying your mind. There's, yeah. you know, other friendships. There's other things that you care about. There's, it's not that it goes away and you do think about it here or there, but there are things that fill that space. And, you know, if, if the other person did care about you, no matter what the grieving process is, um, be it, you know, an actual passing away or just a friendship ending, um, which
1: honestly is the same thing
0: it, in a lot of cases does those feel the same way. Yeah. Um, they would want you to have other things fill that space. Yeah, you know? absolutely.
1: Like all the people that I think of in the past, I hope they're doing well. Like yeah. every single one of them. There's still
0: going to be a moment where you're like, Fuck you.
1: <laughs> right. Fuck your family. Well, and that's only if like and that's the thing too. Usually when I have those feelings, it's like a hearsay situation. It also was like when it it's the like, edge of that
0: container where you're like, "Oh, you know yeah, what? Fuck yeah, you." <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. But then it's almost like, "Okay, yep, that was a hearsay thing. I don't really know them anymore to be completely honest." You know, a lot of things when there's time, space, whatever, like things have changed. I can say that I did know them then, but I don't know them now.
0: Or it's something that it you you suddenly dwell on the thing that kind of caused that friendship. End. Yeah. And you're kind of like, "ick, fuck, <laughs> because it's usually something else that reminds you of it. Yep. You know, something else happened very similar where you're like, God damn it. Not again. Yeah. And so then you trigger it. Yeah. It, it fucking triggers. I've died. Oh, I hate trauma triggers. And because all of this does end up being trauma, I don't, I don't like saying that everything's trauma, but at some point, if it happens to you enough, God damn it. Yep. It's... What
1: lesson haven't you learned yet? And you're like, shut up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> shut up, old man. <laughs> shut up, old man, Liz. <laughs> it's, that, it's that joke of like, haven't you learned yet, old man? And it's just me <laughs> being beat up in the corner by the same friendship problems that I've had for years. Being like, is it, a, is it me? Am I the problem? Mm-hmm. Probably the problem it's me it's it's not even that like I'm a problem it's more that I keep trying to make the same friendships knowing full well that I am not that person yeah being like you haven't been that person in years you were never that person but you had to have that friendships in high school Mm -hmm. you're not that person you're not trying to be that person why are you trying to fit those friendships you know, that square box into this round hole. Yep. Like, it's not going to work.
1: <laughs> yep. And it's so much wasted energy. And then you keep hurting
0: yourself. Yep. And you're like, oh, but it's, it's, oh God, they hate me. I, I suck. Everything's the worst. And it's like, no, you just keep going. It's the same one the people that like, keep going for the wrong guy or the wrong yep. girl and you're like you're <laughs> going to are me. Like, you might find them attractive but it's literally not the thing that fits you yep yep you know this is not is the, these two do not go together mm-hmm. um one day they'll learn or they won't and that's that's how people are and it's, until you work on yourself your friendships are gonna suck yep Unless yep. you're really lucky and you well, and suddenly I think, don't. Suck. I think
1: that's like the whole thing, too, with trauma is like finding a really healthy um, relationship with yourself. So then you're able to build relationships that
0: are healthy with other people. Mm-hmm. But that takes a lot of work, too. And it's also anxiety inducing.
1: And also, you don't want to be around those people that aren't doing that because it's really, really frustrating to have conversations with people that have no idea or are have no idea, quote unquote. What the trauma is you speak of or they just like they're unwilling to look at their own crap or like, you know, like shit happens. Mistakes happen. Always. like we're humans. So stuff happens. Right. (laughs) And then you're like, you know, this thing happened. I'm so sorry about it. But still, even if you're sorry and you apologized about it, it's up to that person whether they want to forgive you and work on it and go forward or nope, you did something to me and I can't forget it. Yep. or both parties need to come together and be like, this is how we're going to build this trust back up. Right. But if you've already decided that that trust can't be built again, yep. well then. Yeah.
0: And there are like certain boundaries. Like I have certain boundaries that I'm like, I told Taylor, I'm like, if you cheat on me, that's, that's CN. There's no oh, yeah. rebuild of trust there. That's.
1: I've been on the receiving end and the giving end of that. Yeah. And I know why it happens. <laughs> and it's a lack of communication and also a lack of, um, like self-worth and value and things like that. And not having the confidence to have an adult conversation.
0: That's why you create boundaries. That's why you talk about them. Um, Do I talk about them as if I'm a little baby the whole time and I'm about to cry? Yes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But you have that like confidence and like you have that for yourself. Yeah. Last weekend, um, we had a foot and a half of snow and all day, I mean, I had to cancel out the day, whatever, obviously the Mm -hmm. salon owner, you know, had to move everybody. So I'm on the computer and I'm doing all these things and working out stuff and, like, doing all the switcheroos and what have you. And here's my husband sitting on the couch napping and getting to do whatever. So I'm getting triggered and all this stuff is happening to me where I'm like, this would have been nice if I could sit on the couch and blah, blah, blah. So it's all happening to me. Yeah. I'm letting it overtake me and do all this stuff. And then all of a sudden he's like, I'm going to go out and I'm going to snow blow. And I'm like, cool. Goes outside and he starts getting angry because something didn't go right outside and blah, 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 blah. And he comes inside and he's like doing the huff puff thing. And like, he, what did he do? I think he like stomped or like something. And then when he left, he slammed the door. That is like the biggest trigger for me ever. And it's, and it's me growing up. So I recognize the trigger and I'm like, I want to kill someone right now. Like that was like, my rage. I'm like, I'm going to break something. I'm going to do something. And then I'm like, OK, calm. Yes, shit. OK, number one, Sam, not sperm donor. <laughs> number two, he's frustrated because the vehicle won't start. OK, got it. Number three, he knows that the slamming of the door stuff is a very big trigger for me. So I have to have an adult conversation about this when he comes in. Mm -hmm. And I did. We broke it all down. And it was like, hey, I've been triggered by you all day because you are at a job where you can just chill when you have a day off. Mm -hmm. And and I'm a business owner. I can't do that. So already I'm jealous. I let that infect me a little bit today. And then that whole thing happened. So I was about ready to have like a serious like throw down fight with you verbally when you got into this house. But instead, I'm going to break these triggers down with you and we're going to figure this out together. And we did. And it was great. But it's like I wouldn't have done that
0: if even like two years ago, I wouldn't have done that. I still have an issue where I will make it a snide joke later. And then I have to remove that.
1: Sam and I both do that. To each other and it's like mm, and didn't I have to mean go, that I have to go
0: apologize later where it's like I, I kind of want to like I just end up apologizing while crying because, and then I apologize like I'm sorry I shouldn't have made the joke but then and like I know you feel bad about the thing that happened but I also like how do I word in my apology being like the sentiment's still there because I'm still mad yeah but also I'm sorry I made the joke like how do I word this so you know which I feel like he does But I still like snide jokes. I will do it. And then he sometimes does it too. Well, because
1: you want to hurt. Like if you're hurt, you want the other person to feel you're hurt. And I think it's just easier to just like throw the things versus like, this is why I'm upset. Yeah,
0: And mine's usually not even like, it's more frustrations. Yeah, It's not usually like actual anger. It's more like frustrating things that are like, but why do you do that? Yeah. Um, Which can turn into
1: anger if it's, like, repeated, repeated, repeated. It can turn into rage, actually. I've been rage. <laughs> uh,
0: my, my, like I said, and, like, uh, being on medication, store-bought uh, mental health, is great. If you can't produce your own um, serotonin, store-bought is fine. But, yeah, I, my friendships have shifted so dramatically. Like, right now, I'm literally in contact with one of my friend's like she was a friend that was like on the peripherals. Like she was just a group friend um, from high school that I didn't even think that would get any closer. um, And we've somehow gotten closer, like through some gaming stuff. She started streaming um, her and her husband both started streaming separately. Cool. Yeah, and they're super cool. Um, So we 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 don't aren't in super contact all the time, but I asked her like to maybe help out with my parents driveway since they're out of town. And she's like, yeah, I might be able to find somebody and they might be able to do it for free too. I was like, I was going to pay, but like, she's like on it. Like she was immediately like, yeah, I'll find somebody. Like, it's like so weird. Like how friendships change. You don't think are going to be friendships that stick, you know? Mm -hmm. And especially when you're an adult, you're like, what the, who are you? It almost feels weird. Yeah, it doesn't like, feel it doesn't feel right. You're like, oh. I didn't give you this attention. You're nice. <laughs> I didn't give you this attention like I should have in high school. Yeah. Cause like you were in the group, but you were not like my friend. Like you were the group friend. Like yeah. I hung out with you. You were cool. That's great. But you were not my friend. Yeah. And now I'm like, well, I should have gave you the attention. I'm so sorry. Like you deserve all this. I'm so sorry. I didn't know. I didn't know you were the coolest person ever. whoever
1: this person is probably was a lot different then, too. I think, too, I mean, you and I both go back and forth about our traumas and things like that. And I feel like a lot of how I navigated any relationship when I was in high school, middle school, high school, was, like, Mm self-preservation. And just very, like, I'm just going to survive and get through this. And then we'll figure out what happens after I get out of here. I remember that I, even, like, my yearbook quote was like a quote from dazed and confused that was like did I do the best while I was stuck in this place that quote like I mean I was like I was stuck I'm stuck here let's just make the most of it and then I'm out of here but I still have I still have two two very good friends from high school and I felt like I could be the most authentic I could be with those two humans but that's that's why we're still kind of in contact
0: I think my closest friend from the school years is my friend Andrew and one of the reasons he became my friend in elementary school is because I really wanted him to come to my birthday party to dress up like Harry Potter um, because he looked like young Harry Potter at the time Mm -hmm. and so I made my birthday party very Harry Potter Potter themed. Cute! That way he could have to put the Harry Potter glasses on in third grade. And we have been friends ever since. I themed my entire third grade birthday party it's adorable <laughs> around the fact it's that i so wanted adorable. him to wear harry potter glasses because i thought he looked like harry potter That's so cute and i thought it would have been <laughs> the best thing ever <laughs> and now he's you know he lives the farthest away and but at the same time if i pick up a conversation yeah like he he and i will just pick it up and be like yeah just go we will randomly just gossip and chit talk and, you know, have, yeah. the, have the fun, like, no hold bar. Like, I feel guilt free just talking about whatever kind of conversation. Yeah. And, you know, it's so funny. It was like elementary school friend. Yeah. You know? Yep. And.
1: Yeah, I mean, elementary school And friends. we're so different now, though.
0: It's it, from what we were. We are very yeah. different people.
1: Yeah, elementary school was very different for me just because that class was only 12 people. Um, (laughs) You're like, do I even know who they are anymore? Yeah, yeah, I do. (laughs) I do know that they exist because a few of them, because a few of them. So Sheldon, North Dakota was a town of like, I think at the time, 200 people. I have no idea what it's dwindled down to now. (laughs) Um, But they had when I was in kindergarten, they had their last high school year. And I think there were like four seniors in the graduating class or something. So then when I became a first grader, it went K through 12. Mm. And so our 12th grade graduating class was 12 people. Um, Sixth grade graduating class. And then half of us went to Lisbon and half of us went to Enderlin. So So some of those. yeah. Yeah, the great divide. And then I remember going over to middle school and being like, there's 40 some people in my class. It's so intimidating
0: yeah, yeah, so mine went through fifth grade, and then there was two two middle schools. there was the quote unquote party school, and then there was not the party school, which they were both just middle schools, so I'm like, why are you saying that they're party schools? they're children, but okay, um, saw drugs everywhere anyway, it didn't really matter um right. <laughs> but um, so. Everybody got split up randomly, so I didn't see a bunch of them until we went back to high school because there was only one high school. Oh, crazy. So the high got like- school got split into two, so it was like the, the freshman, sophomore, and then junior high and senior were in two different schools. Huh. So you got all divided up in middle school, and then you got all ran back together. Oh, interesting. And so my graduating class was like 498 people.
1: Wow. That was was like our whole middle school and high school put together.
0: And we were, and that's why I was in a building of like a thousand kids every day for whatever.
1: Our whole entire school in Enderland K through 12 wasn't even a (laughs) thousand. That's insane. No, and there's some, I mean, like there's even some like elementary, middle school classmates that come into me for services at the salon and stuff like that. And we do, we pick up and talk, but it's not like the deep meaningful conversations yeah. i would say like i mean yeah here and there when the, when somebody's going through a rough time well i like, kind of swap stories of like you know this worked for me and like you know this is what i've dealt with that's kind of similar kind of thing but i mean it's not like we're besties or anything
0: yeah how did you how did you get those deep relationships in, as an adult then cuz
1: like Ugh.
0: it's trial and error yeah it's <laughs> it's hard to say cuz like mine were ironically through my boyfriend even though he's like I don't have friends. No one wants to be my friend. I'm like, dude, how how I got my friends is through you. How do you not see this?
1: Well, it's interesting.
0: Because I found you through Heidi through Taylor.
1: Yeah. Interesting. I don't know. I just feel like I time says a lot. I'm realizing, but it's not the end all be all either. It's like staying open to everything mm-hmm. because There are some people that have come into my life even, like, at the end of last summer that I can't even imagine not having as my friends now. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, like, also, I feel like, I mean, I went through a lot of trauma stuff. I've worked on myself a lot. And I've really been, like, vulnerable and realistic with who I am and my behaviors and triggers and things like that and worked on that. And because of that, I feel like I'm attracting those people that are working on the same thing. If that makes sense. Yeah. But then it's still scary. Like letting those people in your life and like crossing your fingers that it's going to be okay.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I think it's a lot of... uh... But then also knowing it'll be fine if it's not. Oh, yeah. It's, It's a lot of the like... I kind of match it to doing the dating scene all over again. Yeah. And being like, well, that one didn't work and just crossing it off. Just not being afraid of rejection. But making it your own rejection, being like you are rejecting this environment, being like they were great. But it's not fitting what I want mm-hmm. or what I need. Yep. Not exactly what I want. It's what I need. Yeah, because um, what you want. <laughs> <is> <laughs> with, very... a tra- with a
1: trauma triggery brain, what do you want? Do you want? I it's want... probably bad. <laughs> I,
0: want, I want the party. No, you don't want the party because you
1: I want the drama because it's what
0: I'm used to. All right. that's Right. It ruins your wallet. Stop. <laughs> don't do it. But. Yeah, I I also remember being like, oh, I want 30 friends. And then I realized like now we have one group chat. I don't want to look in there half the time. We're always like, don't post in here. DM me directly because we don't want to blow it up. And then I blow it up. And we always blow it up. And then we also like, stop blowing it up. <laughs> But I still do it on purpose. We do, but then we also like <laughs> hate it at the end. We're also like, Ugh. It's like the amount of times I've muted chats where I have like groups of people like, yeah, we're all like friends. But I'm also like, I don't want to hear from all of you anymore. I'm, this is too, imagine having 30 friend, like a 30 friend chat group that just goes off like that all the time. That... Mm-hmm. But those groups exist. Yeah, they'll. I tried to have that stuff. I got called a hoe-in-one and then I got blocked. It was weird. I wasn't a hoe. You are a hoe. (laughs) I am a hoe. (laughs) Faux show. I'm a hoe for pancakes in a (laughs) cup.
1: And hot dish. I want to eat it. Please let me eat my
0: hot dish. To keep this friendship going, we will take a five second break um, so I don't lose my only friendship (laughs) because I made a hot dish. (laughs) Hot dish. I saved the friendship. Is it is, is it still are you are we still friends? Yeah.
1: We had to start our podcast journey here. Um, number one, with making Liz made the most famous hot dish there is, which is tater tot.
0: Yeah. And then I like looked at the various re- recipes online and hated all of them. <laughs> and then made her own thing anyway.
1: Which, by the way, prompted a genius idea, which is we're starting a cookbook. Oh.
0: I know. We have to get recipes first. <laughs> we're like, we should start a cookbook, but also we have to find recipes first. <laughs> so we'll be um trying our own recipes for the rest of this podcast. So yep. um if you have any ideas, just pretty much anything can be a hot dish. So like give it to us. Yeah, just anything you it's think It's gotta be
1: hot. You can put it in a casserole dish. Um, so yeah, um we're still friends and I like the hot dish. <laughs> We're still friends because I like that dish.
0: I feed you every time you come over oh, here. Oh, I have a bad habit.
1: I whipped up some. Oh, yeah, we already talked about
0: that. The fruit. You dip. just really love your fruit dip. I love it. You just really love fruit dip. The only reason you whipped up fruit dip because I was like, hey, what if you dip these pretzels in fruit dip? And you're like, you know what? Say less. <laughs> I'm going to make it and then I'll be over. And you're like, hold on. I'll <laughs> be late because you didn't answer my text message for an hour. And I'm like, you're right. That's fine.
1: Yeah. Why was that again?
0: Oh, yeah. You're sleeping. I was still asleep because the clocks turned to times that were incorrect. Which, why? Okay, we could go off on a
1: real big, long tangent about that crap, too. There's, like, two states in this country that said, nope, we're not playing.
0: There is a law that got kind of tabled. Like, it passed in one. I think it got passed in one of the. Arizona doesn't do the shit. Well, Arizona also doesn't do a lot of things they probably should. We don't talk about Arizona. I'm sorry. I'm kidding. Um, I just like to insult every state that we can bring up. What's
1: that country song? There is no Arizona. <laughs> there, is
0: no Arizona. there is a
1: fucking country song called There Is No Arizona.
0: I think if we just insult. It's something romantic, I, though. Breakup. I equally op- equal opportunity insult every state because it just makes me laugh. Um, oh, yeah.
1: Because we have to be the stereotypical state stuff, you know?
0: Right. Well, just like North Dakota is always just like fucking South Dakota (laughs)
1: yeah you must be from South Dakota wrong Mm -hmm. no
0: even though I don't really care it's just whatever we're just like
1: South Canada
0: except very not because we're so rednecky and um not liberal
1: (laughs) hey you can yeah for you can speak for the other part of the state but I mean Fargo's got its it's got its moments it's got its moments
0: it's the black sheep of the state yeah we're the we're the we're the, the we're sibling like, no one talks about yeah the the one like we keep trying to bring her to church but she just won't come yeah. like we don't know why
1: we're different damn it <laughs> mom it's not a face <laughs> what's your favorite color rainbow you gotta pick one no
0: <laughs> do you like remember i i make fun of those like interviews that are not really interviews of speakers or whatever they are. I don't want to use the word guru, but they they call themselves gurus mm-hmm. where they're like not hard-hitting questions in any right where they go like, what's your favorite color? What's your favorite time of day? And I'm like,
1: no. Describe your perfect date. April 17th. <laughs> um... <laughs> Light,
0: well, <laughs> I don't even remember what the day was. All I know was in April. Was it April? I thought okay. it was March. It was March. Oh, shit. Not May. Getting, it's May. No, we're getting it all wrong. We got to figure it out. We have a computer in front of us, but yeah. will we use it? No. That no. is for...
1: It's just a, it's a miscongeniality thing. That's all we get. That's all we get. It's fine. It's,
0: we're old. It's fine. We eat hot dish and we misquote movies. Yep. That's That's, that's an elder millennial problem. <laughs> that's pretty much all we got.
1: Take it or leave it. You can turn this off. You can do whatever the hell you want. Please don't.
0: It's a free country. I think. I think. (laughs) That's what they tell us. If you're a white, straight,
1: cis man. man.
0: We don't mean it, probably. I'm already on a list, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Actually, I'm not. I did do a background check on myself, and I am not on a list. They thought I was on a list, but it was a different person with a very similar name to me, and I was able to remove myself. I was very excited. Wow. Do we need to do this for me? (laughs) So you're like you're on a list and I'm like I'm on a list oh my god <laughs> which one why and then, and then it wasn't me it was a different middle name and I was like <laughs> my middle name's not Marie <laughs> get out of here <laughs> <laughs> my middle name's unique <laughs> I'm not that white <laughs> depends on the day <laughs> oh no I'm paler than the moon but um Same. and I glow in the dark Easy, easy to find when you leave a bar. You can find me real easy because I'm no longer wearing my jacket because I'm burning up no matter what time of year it is. It could be like negative 12 out. Don't have my jacket. No. I'm dying. <laughs> Feet stroke. And I could be out in the middle of nowhere. Probably helping some random girl. I don't know. Try to get her cab. I don't even. Honey, are you okay? Are you okay, sweetheart? Do you need some water? Do you know him? Do you need to fight him? <laughs> don't touch her she doesn't <laughs> like that like it turns into like i my tech my boyfriend was we were long distance and he had to go someplace and i was at a bar with friends and he texted me he's like yeah i'm not i'm having a really bad day i'm like oh babe i'm so sorry who did it like i was ready to fight a man <laughs> i was ready to travel like 10 who, hours who did it who did you wrong i was about to travel 10 hours to beat the shit out of nobody <laughs>
1: see and you're see you're a good friend to have
0: i will defend every woman in that bathroom and then give them my Both lipstick these bitches that don't appreciate you i'm surprised you. i don't have like cold sores or like anything because of the amount of times they're like oh my god i love your lipstick i'm like do you want to wear it <laughs> i don't care where your lips ben here you go put it on i'm like you can have it actually it's so nice here's a coupon Hence why like, I let me put it on you. Hold I should have just kept on
1: the Beauty Bakery lips that I had last night because it was perfect this morning.
0: <laughs> <laughs> just it's great. I I hate telling people how I figure out lipstick though, because half the people judge me and feel like I should go see find Jesus, and the other half are like, oh my god, that's the most brilliant way of figuring out what's a good lipstick. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> <laughs> explain to our audience so originally my my original lipstick ended up being um a Kat Von D lipstick but I ended up moving away from that because of all the Kat Von D drama word but the reason why I found it was because I basically was like what do our lovely fantastic um sex workers use to keep the beautiful lipstick on when they go down on somebody Like, because that's slobbery and gross and you don't want to get anywhere, but you also still want to look great. So when you leave, you still look great. Yeah. There was a lady who used to do that work, talked about it on YouTube and was like, use Kat Von D stays no matter what you do. And so I grabbed it, did it. And then when all that drama happened, I found Kat Von D dupes and it was beauty bakery. And that was the start was basically what would sex workers wear. (laughs) It's absolutely genius. And you know what? Strongest lasting lipstick I've ever worn.
1: You know, that's what you do. You don't pretend like you know everything. You seek out the experts. And that's what you did. I did. I mean, I slobber enough when I eat. Just Yeah, right? I remember my sister was eating wings, like bone-in wings with a lip color on. Like, just going to town, right? Sauce and all. Fingers got it all. And there was a gal across the bar staring at her because it was one of the bars that go all the way around there's bartender in the middle Mm -hmm. um and when she got all done eating her wings this this guy came over and was like i saw you demolish that plate of wings and jack's like thanks what kind of lip are you wearing
0: (laughs) exactly (laughs) it's a thing exactly (laughs) like we we go around and being like okay You have been sweating up a storm, like especially when we're drunk. Like you're sweating up a storm on the dance floor and your eyebrows have not moved. Yep. Girl, what the fuck are you wearing? Mm -hmm. And we'll be like, yeah, this is what it is. This is the color. Here's a coupon. (laughs) Like, I don't know if it's every woman, but very Midwestern women are like, this is where it's at. Here's this number. This is like where you got it. Usually there's a sale on Thursdays. Like we will go
1: through the whole thing. Yeah. I don't know if it's Midwest that's a midwest thing too but like the girls bathroom is the friendliest place you will ever find
0: in... we will go in a pack
1: yeah we'll become new friends yep play with each other's hair give each other advice we'll cry with each other we'll fix each other's hair don't even know each redo other their makeup
0: <laughs> i have gone in there and like had a girl fixing a girl's shirt with like a sewing kit yeah drunk off their minds mm-hmm. straightest line i've ever seen sewn um and they go back out there not even walking straight. I'm mm. like, who are you? And how <laughs> like how do we magically like suddenly like we sobered up enough to function yep. because we need each other. Yep. And then we leave. <laughs> and we don't know Shit, who show it is. And then we have no each other who we
1: are. Or, like no idea who we each other are. Nope. Then we go back outside and it's like, nope, now we're I'm pretty sure we could
0: give each other an alibi in there. I, oh yeah. And absolutely. then we commit crimes and then and then leave and be like, Yeah, we're in a gang. Yep. It's dangerous. This is why we go in groups. Yep. Because we are a gang. You n- you never know who needs help in there. You just don't know who's going to need. We bring it. we bring experts. Yep, it's our favorite form
1: of networking. Is that
0: why we like networking? I think so. and we go, we're just like, hey.
1: I think networking is for people who are not afraid to say, like, I don't know what I'm doing. Let's figure it out together. I well, like- I mean, that's the way it should be. I feel like networking is kind of used for malicious intent at times, and I can feel it and see it. But then Do most you times, more
0: with stereotypical
1: men I don't really go to a lot of different things I'm trying to branch out a little bit more of where it's like all encompassing but a lot of stuff has been women so I don't want to be stereotypical either because I don't like it when people label me and I don't like it when people try to put me in a box however I will say in my observations Usually people who are networking for a benefit of themselves only are older middle-aged women. And when I say older, like 50s, 60s, later 50s,
0: 60s. I'm thinking that that's matching the they fought in a very male-centric world. Yeah. And so the way they have to communicate is very them first, which is very understandable, but still kind of sucks when you're trying not to have that view for yourself. Right. Exactly. Exactly.
1: So like we don't it. we
0: don't have to stoop to their level. We can
1: be better. Yeah. Well, it's like I mean you're you're labeled the bitch, right? But it's just you're being a
0: leader, right? I hate that too. It was like a guy's like he's a leader and you're a bitch. I'm like I said the same thing he did. Actually, a better version of oh, it. Oh, but you were supposed to be quiet
1: though and not say anything. Mm-hmm. So now that you did,
0: bitch, bitch. <laughs> or the worst part is, is like you said the better version of what he said, or like oh, it was more yeah. organized and you're like, wow. I'm just going to leave. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Made
1: a bigger impact and now you're a bitch.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm. Yeah. I don't have a problem anymore, which is really nice. <laughs> I call my boss. I call that my boss yesterday's up. problem. Yeah. So that was a, a different Elizabeth problem. <laughs> I call my bosses out on stuff all the time where I'm just like, that doesn't, that sounds stupid. I've I've been trying to get better at like how I word things because I've I've kind of fallen into like using words that are not constructive. Same, Um, and then I'm trying not to use like stupid is not helpful and also insulting and doesn't help anybody. So I'm just kind of like, don't use that word. But inside my head, I'm like that feels stupid.
1: But come up with the words that are more clear. How
0: can we do this? Because even I even want to remove that from inside my thought, too, because I start using it on myself. You know, like if I can just remove stupid from my vocabulary and my thoughts, then maybe I can't even use it against me. That would be nice. That would be so nice. But it's a slow process. Well, and
1: as a a boss, too, like I have to figure out how to word things because I am such a blunt person. That's not an excuse because it can come off mean. And like, I have no feeling, mm-hmm. but really, that's not what I want. Well, and it doesn't, it doesn't
0: always come off constructive either. Cause like you want them to move forward and all you're doing is stunting right that moment. Right. Yep. And you don't want that. The team I
1: have now though, calls me out on my bullshit and I freaking love it so much. Like I've yep. never had a stronger team. I've never had a smaller team and I've never had a stronger team. Yep.
0: <laughs> that's what happens. That's the same thing with friendships. Here we go back. <laughs> yeah, bring it around town. <laughs> It's the same thing where I'm like, all your freaking people that you really love get inspiration from. I think they're dumb. It's not that I think they're dumb. I just as a marketing person see them very differently than you do. And I know what they're doing to get where they are they are, and I hate it. <laughs> yeah. So and I know long- so I no longer see the message the same way. Right. So I no longer can absorb the message and be like, yes, that's genuine. And I'm like, no. It's not for me. Not anymore. And then it becomes messy. Well, and I feel like I live it every
1: day, too. So, like, there's, like, the insight of, like, what, you know, my employees that are with me now have seen. Mm -hmm. But then there's also, like that, which is like, I call it outside from a act like a leader, think like a leader book that I read, but it's like the outside of other people that are doing business that see things totally different than what you do. And it's so valuable. Mm -hmm. So like just making sure I keep up with those relationships. Cause sometimes when I'm having a hard time in business, like the hardest thing ever is to open up about it and talk about the struggles.
0: I'm also a huge fan of passing along the good news because I think our generations have gotten better about like giving reviews and stuff that are positive. Yeah. But usually a lot of your shit that you get is negative, like, or that's at least what you focus on. Mm-hmm. So oh, anytime yeah. I hear anything good, like I literally, you get somebody many from me, I'm like, there's nothing I found in the wild. It's yep. in the wild. Look yep. it. <laughs> Well,
1: and like a lot of the negative stuff too. I feel like just because like, I'm going to use the whole stereotype of North Dakota nice, but really it's North Dakota avoidant. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> But you know, that's just my opinion. Um, but don't think, come for me. <laughs> but I think like a lot of people too, they won't write, put themselves out there to write a bad review, but they do talk shit mm-hmm. to the people who will help talk the shit. So like a lot of the things that I hear that are negative, it's very hearsaying. And it's like I could, you know, feed into that and believe it and go down that rabbit hole, or I could just focus on the positive. So I do really appreciate it. like when you send me things or like Random people send me like, look, you were shouted out on this page. Like this thing happened. My my
0: favorite thing is when I see my friends and like I've I work with with my freelance stuff. I work with other um, business owners, it's seeing their stuff being recommended in the wild. Yeah. Like just seeing other people recommend this or that, because like I can do that all day long. Like, of course I will. But seeing people that I don't know um, recommend it, it's even better than seeing like, oh, yeah, I love them. Seeing the recommendation when someone goes like, hey, who should I go to for this? Mm-hmm. And seeing that naturally come up from somebody else. That is like a stronger point than even someone saying I like you. Mm-hmm. Because especially in North Dakota, a lot of people just they don't say I like it or don't like it. Like my yeah. boyfriend doesn't. He's like mostly people like that was nice. I'm like, OK, that was a standing ovation. That was the best thing I've ever made in my life. <laughs> It's beautiful. That was the best food I've ever made. He has no complaints. I'm making that every day for the rest of my life. It's so true. It's weird. But and then if he doesn't like it, he's like, probably needs more salt. I'm like, damn it, this is the worst thing I've ever done. I have to leave. This is I can't come back from this. <laughs> I can never cook again, <laughs> like, right? Like he's very neutral as a human being, which is perfectly fine. But he's he's also from Minnesota, so I was like, this is very Minnesota. Like this is how men talk. And that's just how they were raised. It's like, you do not show a lot. There's no emotion for anything. Yeah. Except for fun things he finds hilarious. And then that's all he has is like. Yeah. He finds it hilarious. He'll be laughing all day. And I'll be like, God damn it. Sam's the same way.
1: (laughs) You're like, damn it. Straight. They can start a cult.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to start a cult. Me neither. It's so much work. It sounds like gross. It doesn't. (laughs) doesn't sound as profitable as they make it out to be no also it sounds really dirty <laughs> sounds like i have to it sounds like i have to have like a religion behind it and i don't want to no it's not enough i have to make a business plan for for the businesses i'm trying to start up i don't i oh only got so much
1: i only got so much to give
0: <laughs> i'm tired <laughs>
1: I'm so, I'm so tired. We don't even have kids yet. Moms on this thing are probably like,
0: you know what? Two middle fingers. Two listen, middle finger. Listen, I, nothing against it, 100%. I do have chronic pain. I also have a cat, which
1: I know, I know doesn't count,
0: but this bitch, this bitch, As soon as my alarm clock went off this morning, he was like, it's time. And he crawled up, like, within two inches of my face. And it was just as loud as fucking possible. He also thinks that if my boyfriend and I both go to bed, it's time to play. So at three o'clock last night, in the morning, he's bringing his toy onto the bed. Like, it's
1: time to play. I'm nocturnal, bitch.
0: (laughs) So, like, I don't have a toddler, but I do have a toddler. He just will never grow out of this phase, and he just screams at me all day. But,
1: I mean, we have the luxury of being able to leave them at the house, too, and do what we want. We do. We do. The dogs, not so much. So, I got two dogs, and I have, unfortunately, three cats now, but it's fine. It's fine.
0: (laughs) I just have my dum-dum. It's fine.
1: Yeah. And now we're just gonna...
0: I I want kids. Same. It's not not one of those things where we're like, I'm gonna talk shit about children. I, I want a kid. Oh, yeah. I'm just not there. Right. But. We will get there. Oh, we'll get there. I mean, I live in an apartment, dude. I'm... Right now, my business is my baby. That's what I tell everyone. In theory, I have now started three businesses and have a boom, full-time boom, job. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah, exactly. So, like, I yeah, did the dumb down thing. <laughs> I did the dumb thing. So, I'm. You can, you, can just, you can just call me. You can use the word. You can use it. I'm stupid. <laughs> We're allowed to use this. All the moms listening to this can be like, girl, you dumb.
1: It's fair. And you want kids. Okay. I've, yeah. got, I've got a play at work. I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, I've been I've been told many times because I'm into like all the woo woo shit. Give it all to me. Love it. Love everything about spirituality and psychic mediums, all of it. So psychic medium has told me that I'm supposed to have four children and they're all going to be boys. Um, So I like joke around about it all the time. Um, She has four kids and she's like, uh, all you do is hear me and my horror stories every day. And you still think that this is a fun journey that you want to go on.
0: Sure. Let's do this. All I can think of is I need to at least have one kid and then one of my kids and one of your kids can just be together and, and then just be happy little kids. And then they can just be together forever in some sort of relationship. It doesn't have to be in a romantic one, but they could be friends forever. Yep. I don't care what it is. We're forcing, we're forcing a friendship after our conversation about first <laughs> I was just going to say that. <laughs>
1: And the triggers and generational trauma ensue. We give new ones.
0: It's a new tradition, a new trauma. <laughs> Serve it on a hot... Well, you'll have four of them for mine to choose from. A hot plate, a hot dish. I'm, I'm going to probably have like one, maybe two. So like, they'll have, they'll, they'll have options of friends. <laughs> All you'll have ages. You'll have four. <laughs> and there'll be four boys, so they'll be protected and or hate them completely. So whichever one. Yeah. Or they will do the weird stuff that um, the conservatives will hate together. And I love that for them. I do, too. <laughs> Tear it up! <laughs> you spew those rainbows everywhere, children. Children. How many rainbows did you spew today? <laughs> I have found out that I have to find a specific way of falling asleep. How do you fall asleep? We're just going to be real,
1: army benadryl <laughs> you're like i get kicked in the head at least twice and then and then <laughs> um yeah benadryl helps um so do taking medications that i'm slowly weaning myself off of
0: yeah is sleep just really one of those hard ones for you still uh-huh it's like i'm jealous of my boyfriend who just like on his phone for like five minutes and he's like, hmm. turns over, passes out.
1: I can fall asleep like that. I don't stay asleep like that. Huh, really? So I fall asleep like. When I'm ready mm. and I do not stay there. Usually by like. I don't know, it depends. Two or three a.m. I'm up and I can kind of like sort of go back into naps and sort of not. And I just came up with this rule where I'll close my eyes and just be resting. So at least I'm resting
0: because like I don't feel like people talk enough about like sleep always feels like one of those topics where like yeah you sleep and I'm like but do people sleep because after noticing being in a relationship with my boyfriend noticing one he's one of the twitchers and like you fall asleep me and the too. body twitches and I'm like oh my god okay, people so do that
1: Sam says that all the time with me like I just like twitch out of nowhere
0: all the time I know he's falling asleep because his body starts twitching um, but he falls asleep like instantly and I'm like who are you what are you can I like give me your ways but there was a really long time I couldn't fall asleep and I'm like I don't know why like I just couldn't fall asleep and you always get those things being be like okay write down all the things you need to do the next day so it's not on your mind I'm like it doesn't work because now I'm just thinking about the stuff I wrote down yeah I've never really had like a huge well it depends on it's
1: situational like if I'm going through something super stressful it's really hard for me to fall oh, yeah. asleep
0: Yeah, I think that's for everybody but People being like, count cheap. I'm like, counting is like the worst thing for me to do.
1: I do have an app called Insight Timer. I do like to throw that on sometimes. And it's like a, I don't know. There's like different types of meditations, like yoga nidra, which is like it, it talks you down from Mm -hmm. either like your head to your toes or vice versa. So you kind of like body scan and whatever. I try
0: to do those ones where you're supposed to like slowly let your body, which also, by the way, is the beginning of how you're supposed to do lucid sleeping. Oh. Where you're supposed to just slowly feel your body fall asleep, mm-hmm. like from your toes all the way up and just feel every part. And then if you feel like you will feel part of your body itch because your body wants to like tell you to itch it, oh like you're still awake, okay, because your brain's still awake. And so it'll cool. like make you itch and don't itch it. Which is really hard to do. <laughs>
1: There are lucid sleep ones on there, but now there's a fancy little thing on iPhones that's like a, I don't remember what it's called. It is called a speaker background sounds. So you can also turn that on with like white noise. And I got to have the white noise. I got to have the fan. I'm the fan person. I have to have a
0: consistent, like it can't just be random. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: But I used to be able to fall asleep pretty decently, even before I. started taking medication for my anxiety. So like full anxiety could fall asleep just fine. And then I'm like, what is going on with me? Like, I can't fall asleep now. Counting backwards doesn't work. Counting doesn't work for me anyway. We already talked about how numbers don't work for me. (laughs) I don't know. Like, Oh, let's do the numbers, but backwards. That makes sense.
1: See. So like I, before I was diagnosed with like this crippling high anxiety that I have, I didn't fall asleep. Like it was very hard. I would maybe sleep for like two and a half, three hours a night, maybe. Maybe. So I was riddled with anxiety because my body never it was it was a hard time. Um, But now that I'm on medication, it's and I went through my EMDR trauma kind of PTSD stuff and all that. I feel like it's just a lot easier for me to calm myself down and go to sleep. But it took a long time to figure it out. It's
0: very weird. But I um, I've been going to see my psychiatrist and stuff. Finally figured out a way to help me fall asleep faster that I used to do and I was like this is the dumbest shit and I hate my life You okay. go to my psychiatrist and I was like I'm actually falling asleep a little bit better getting to go to bed is a whole different can of worms that's like physically moving myself to go to bed at a time frame that is not you know two o'clock in the morning that is a different can of worms but she's like oh how I'm like this is gonna sound really stupid I basically make Netflix in my brain so I make up movies it's a really good idea but they don't involve me at all They're completely different storylines. I used to write all the time. Yeah, there you go. And I used to make all these storylines. So you're making little movies. So I ended up making the plots for the the stories I was writing. And I would just follow those. And then I'd pass the fuck out halfway through trying to figure out the plot of the next thing I was trying to figure out for my writing. Look at that. Now I don't. It's just whatever. I think this time it was just like. Because Pedro Pascal has been in everything. He's like the main character with his cousin Bertie. And they're going on adventures right now. I don't know what they're doing, but they're going on adventures. I'm very proud of them. Oh, Pedro Pascal. He's blowing up for good reasons though, you know. The mm. worst part is I put actors in the in these my dreams. I don't see faces in my dreams. I don't know why I put people in them.
1: Oh, that's interesting. I just I, know that the I actor have to see
0: the face. I just know the actor Pedro Pascal is the is main it? character. Okay. Cool. His name is Edison. Mm. But everyone calls him Sonny. I don't know why. And his, and Edison, his cousin Sonny, and everyone, and everyone, and his and his cousin Bertie, who's named Ren, but but non binary cousin named Bertie. and cool. they go on an adventures. Like and it. I'm like, I don't know why. This is their story now. It was very embarrassing telling my psychiatrist, though. that I basically have Netflix. A Netflix. In Sam my brain. says
1: that he has like movies running around in his brain all but the time. But it's
0: like I make my own. I think he did and, and she's like, Oh, that's nice. And she like wrote it down and I was just like, That's not nice. So don't, don't write that down. Don't don't write that one down, please. Too late. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's because like through all my life being a writer was always so weird. I guess. Why? I don't know, it just always felt weird, like in high school, with like it felt weirder than being a theater kid. Cause you didn't really have a place, per se. And it could have just been how I felt about myself. Um, because I didn't really have much else to offer. I'm like, I guess I felt like everybody could write. So what's the point? Like everybody can write. Yeah, but not well. (laughs) (laughs) We're assuming I can write well. I mean, I made a whole career out of it, but does not mean I can write well.
1: (laughs) Oh, I think you can. I think you're selling yourself short there. I was like everything. I tried to be in basketball, but my niece said, fuck you. And then, um, track, I was just a good dasher. Um, so I couldn't do anything more than the hundred meter dash, 50 and hundred meter. I couldn't do anything. And then, uh, my knee said, fuck you. And then I was just a band and choir geek
0: for the rest of the, I wasn't any of that. My sister wasn't so much more than me.
1: Oh, and theater, but we didn't have theater per se. We were a class B school. So we had one act plays, which were 30 minute plays. Yeah. I don't even know what happened. I didn't do it my freshman year because everybody that was a senior that year, like hated me because I, I dated older boys, and so they didn't like that. So they were just mean to me. Oh, dear. So then I waited until that class was gone. And then once they <laughs> were gone, I joined theater. Don't you love that?
0: Year. Don't you love that flush out? You're like, well, if they hate me, they leave. <laughs> <laughs>
1: they leave. One more year. Um, Yeah, I used, I used to date um a lot of boys, but I dated older boys. And there were some girls that didn't like that. That's why I had to get out of there, though. I'm pretty sure everybody that's in that town is somehow related to me. <laughs>
0: I had to run like, real fast. I'm like, I don't want to be here anymore, buddy. <laughs>
1: well, plus, if I would have stayed there, I would have been definitely a farmer, which no, no big deal, right? Everybody farms out there, and it's great. Farming is you wonderful. would not fit. I couldn't do that. No, that's not me. Well, it's the same
0: thing we we're talking about. Friendships don't fit. Like, it, you would not fit a farmer. I would. I would have been the best homemaker ever, <laughs> <laughs> but also the one they like, he'd go into the bar and be like, "Yeah, she's talking again." <laughs> Did you hear your wife? Talking shit, yeah. She got an argument today at the post office, yeah. That's her. That's her. Gonna bail her out later. (laughs) Let me finish my beer first. Small
1: towns. I tell you what. (laughs) There are benefits, but there's a lot more um, drawbacks to living in a small town.
0: I almost dated a, a farmer. He was very sweet. I was just too loud for him. He was very gentle. He was very quiet. And I'm just this loud fucker.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and it sucks too, because my I mean, my family like grew up in farm town and like, you know, family has land and whatever
0: my that they rent was a out. Farmer, yeah. Like they
1: they rent out and they do all that stuff, but it's just not it's not my thing. I can see myself like having land one day and like doing like the hobby farm thing, but not like for like making the burger and the...
0: I can't because I have learned that I just fucking hate bugs so fucking much. Like, it's not even funny. Like, I hate bugs so much, dude. Like, with a fiery passion. <laughs> There's so
1: many grasshoppers! There's so many bugs. Okay, so I lived in a basement. And
0: mosquitoes! <laughs> okay, first of all, two things. One, I lived in a basement, and so my egress window... like Cricket's full of grasshoppers. No grasshoppers. We didn't have we didn't have crickets over in my aunt. We had like oh. I had grasshoppers out the wazoo in the US window. And you'd think these motherfuckers who can hop in could hop back out. No, and then we gave them, like, little stepping stools to get out, like little steps to figure their shit Cute. out. They still didn't figure their shit out. So, like, it was covered in dead grasshoppers, like, all so the So, it sounds time. like
1: your grasshopper problem was our Asian beetle Box Elder bug problem.
0: Okay, we had a Box Elder problem, bug problem at one point, too. I came home from school one time. This was when I was in elementary school, too, because um, I lived, like, very close to my elementary school. And I walked home, and the whole front door was just coated.
1: Yeah, this was the fall of the year, wasn't it? Yeah,
0: because it was the school year. And I was just like, hello. They're the only ones I don't give a shit about. Like, those ones are the ones I can touch. I don't know why.
1: Just because they were part of your house.
0: They, like, lived there. And I was just like. like, these are my these are my roommates. So then I went through the back door. And my mom was like, why are you coming through the back door? I'm like, because we have new friends on the front door. And my dad's like, what the fuck are you talking about? And, like, went through the back door. And he's like, oh, shit. (laughs) There's a lot of them. We well, literally would just, just vacuum, like, them. Vacuum, vacuum them, them and then put them outside. So dumb. They don't do anything. They just like let you move them. They're like, yeah. Okay, bye. Yeah. But mosquitoes. I got bit by so many mosquitoes one time that my face swole up. They didn't bite me in the face. It was just all over my body. But to the point where my face <laughs> got like like an allergic reaction. And then I went to work that day. like the ne- Like the next day. And all my coworkers are like, you need to go home. I'm like, I feel fine. I just look like I'm dying. <laughs>
1: I'm just one
0: big mosquito bite, actually. At this point. <laughs> I am just turned into I one. Just got bit by the king
1: mosquito. <laughs> Which, those are a thing. There's mosquito hawks. They're giant. They're not called mosquito hawks, and they're not actually mosquitoes. We call them mosquito hawks, and they eat the mosquitoes. That's why. They don't eat mosquitoes. They do. I was lied to. You were lied to. I know. I'm sorry. It's fine. (laughs) You're like
0: (laughs) devastated now. (laughs) They're not called mosquito hawks, though.
1: What are the giant, giant, giant moths that are like this big? I'm doing the size of about like, I would say a teacup saucer. There was a um, moth that was stuck in our window that was that big. And I thought it was a bird. But it wasn't. It was just a giant moth. And then another thing that we have around here, the freaking June bugs that have sticky feet that get stuck in your hair
0: and they're disgusting. They're big beetles. So like I said, I I can never be <laughs> um, So to sum this up. I can never own a farm. Um if we have to if the world ended, um and we had to have a farm, leaving that to Taylor and um You'll just stay inside. I will do the sewing and the ironing. I will do the housework in the inside, yeah. But if a bug shows up in there, dude. That is not my circus, not my monkeys. <laughs> That's where I get a flamethrower. Yes. Run the house down.
1: There's a lot of weird Potato bugs.
0: bugs. Excuse me, what?
1: Potato bugs. Hill bugs? Huh? Hill bugs? Potato.
0: Potato bugs. Watch. You, you. Boil them, smash them, put them in a stew. They look like that. I hate them. Thank you for ruining my day. (laughs) Keep them in Colorado. Oh, yeah, they are Colorado potato beetles.
1: They're kind of cute. No. Keep your nasty ass bugs over there. We have those. We have so many bugs around here. You're right. But I mean, they have to come out in drones because they only get like three, three months to fuck shit up. And then they're going to have to bugs go, also they have to go crawl somewhere because they somehow survive whatever's happening right
0: now over the winter. They live inside of us. You <laughs> <laughs> No <laughs> ladybugs pee on me. You. So I can't like bugs and I just don't. Bugs, dude. No. Bugs. Jack also hates crickets. He'll fight a spider for me, but he hates crickets.
1: So our- Crickets are so gross. If you put them in water, a big giant worm crawls out of them.
0: First of all, why are you putting... Don't bring the phone out. Okay, everybody. She wants me to die. <laughs> You're watching a slow murder.
1: <laughs> or listening
0: to a slow murder. I.
1: Why would you do this? They're called horsehair worms, are internal parasites of crickets and other insects like grasshoppers, cockroaches, and beetles. Horsehair worms are active and often observed during late summer or fall months. People sometimes find them after stepping on a cricket. So you don't want to know how we found one? Because that's what happens. You put them in water and then the horsehair worms come out of the cricket. Isn't that weird? It's weird, right? Why is no one talking about horse
0: hairworms? Because we want to live in a society in which we can sleep. Ma'am, I just talked to you about how I finally found a way to fall asleep. And you're like, you know what? I can't sleep. So, bitch, neither can you. And therefore, let me show you this horse hairworms.
1: Okay. You know what? We're going to wrap this up to say no farms for Liz. We're going to stay in the city and um, there's an apocalypse.
0: You're going to be the apocalypse house. I'll make the hot dish. I don't know what you want from me. <laughs> I'll put up a sign that says no horsehair worms. I'm
1: I'm bringing the hot dish next next week, next time. You, you, I don't know what we're doing. In two weeks from now? Oh, yeah. Bi-weekly. It's bi-weekly. Because we're bi as fuck. By the way. <laughs> Never mind. I'm changing the schedule. There's too many
0: puns involved. <laughs> That's it for this week on the Thought Dish. We hope you enjoyed this extra helping of probably trauma dumping. I would have a better name for it, but Kayla left me to do this outro by my damn self. Okay, that was my fault. I told her to leave. She hadn't seen her husband in a few hours, so it was probably a good idea to go check on him. But if you're still hungry for more, check out our socials. And don't forget, we'll be back in two weeks, wherever you catch your favorite podcasts. If you'd like to support the show and help us limit any future advertising, you can buy us a coffee. Visit thoughtdishpodcast.com to learn how. we will see you soon, everybody.